interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today dun dun welcome to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg i'm tori and b and um today we're getting into this is case 170 mm-hmm. we're getting into beer bongs and bentley's which is the second studio album from post malone um it was released in 2018 had a lot of big features on it. You had 21 Savage, g Easy, Nicki Minaj, your favorite. Yeah, it's my girl. Um, <laughs> Sway Lee, YG, Todd Dolla Sign, a bunch of other people. Um, he had some big singles. This album went like triple platinum. Um, it got mixed reviews, but the, the reviews didn't stop it at all, right, when it came out because it was one of the biggest albums of that year. Um, I, I, I think it's the biggest album of 2019. Okay. Um, a twenty. Well, it came out in the middle of twenty eighteen, didn't it, or at the end? I'm sorry, I'm thinking about all the awards. Okay, and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Right. Okay, because it was nominated for for a Grammy for album of the year too. It, yeah, it got like big accolades. Um, him and twenty one performed at the Grammys. Like yeah, yeah and then twenty one savage, and then twenty one had his whole thing with the UK. And I remember when um Todd Dolla Sign. I mean Todd Dolla Sign. I remember when Post wore his like free twenty one savage thing at the awards when he performed. Mm-hmm. Um. Really crazy time, big year for Pulse, obviously. Uh, how do you feel about this album? I know you wanted to do this album, so first start off with why you thought we should do this album. All right, so remember when White Iverson came out, how I was championing him? Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> I listened to Stoney, but I, I never listened to, to Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to check this project out because he does have a new project coming out that's on mm-hmm. the horizon, mm-hmm. and... I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm questioning where does he where is he in the rap genre because he keeps getting labeled as a rap artist and he's not a rapper and like he's also like said he's not a rapper so I don't even think he's disrespecting hip hop I just think it just so happens that his aesthetic they don't know what to like label him as because he's not like a traditional rock star because he can't sing right mm-hmm. um. He's not an alternative artist. He's not a country artist. So they just put, they were like, all right, he's, he's hip hop. He, he, him and rappers hang out and everything like that, even though him and Justin Bieber were really close friends. Well, really close for a period of time. But like, so I just wanted to visit this album because this album was so wildly successful mm-hmm. and figure, try to like, I guess like get my, my full understanding of, all right, so what genre does he fit into? And, the funny thing is, is that I think that he is literally the face of what pop music is now. When I say that, people always misinterpret pop music because pop music doesn't have a particular sound. It's whatever the popular sound of the time is. Gotcha. The popular sound of the time of the popular sound of the time right now is trap, hip hop, rap music. Mm-hmm. He's taken that. And he's added like his own twist because he he's obviously from Texas and he's obviously very, very, very influenced by rock and roll rap music. Mm-hmm. He has an interview where he, he once mentioned that rap music doesn't make you emotional anymore. 
Like he said that before, right. like rap music will make you want to cry or make you feel something. The rap music right now doesn't do that, and he's not on that right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were bent out of shape and upset, but I, I no, I'm not going to try to speak up for him. That was a crock of bullshit that he said. Yeah, but I just think that in his mind, he has a, an interpretation of what hip hop is to him, and he just he adds a little bit of uh, spice into it with that. So I just wanted to revisit this. I wanted, well, not revisit. I wanted to visit this album because, I, like I said, I listened to Stoney, but I never listened to this project fully. I listened to a handful of songs, and that mm-hmm. was it. So one thing that you said that stood out, I think, um, like you said, White Iverson came out, and we kind of we kind of just let that shit slide. I don't think with how progressive we are and how we've been for the past few years, if White Iverson came out today, you think that would have like slid? We would have like let that slide. And keep in mind, that's what, 2016, 17? So not that long ago. I can't even, yo, you know what? I don't even know, bro. I don't know if people would have cared. Like, it's just like, he just slid through the cracks because it's like, he ain't really ruffling feathers. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, all right, put it like this. Remember when Molly Cyrus denounced hip hop? Mm-hmm. Like, remember the uproar with that? That was around, that was what, 20, 2017, 2016? Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, people were upset because, like, I mean, she literally <clears> let <throat> Mike Will do her Bangers. Her whole album. And Bangers was a fucking smash. A I don't give a fuck album. what nobody said, right? It was a good album. But I just think that, uh, so people would have called, would have, I think if it would have raised eyebrows, it would have just raised eyebrows. <clears throat> I just think that he slipped through the cracks because he's, he, he, he teeters the line of being extremely, like cautious of like who he pisses off in hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. I don't think it would have slid today. I, I think it would have took just one tweet to get him out of here. Somebody just uploading that, like, yo, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Because I think Iverson, we look at in this, in our community and our culture as being an underappreci- underappreciated legend, um, and underappreciated because he didn't get a ring, but like also he was a trendsetter, like and. You know, you get somebody like Post Malone, this white guy that like calls himself White Iverson. It don't even matter the context of the song at that point. It's just like, yo, the fuck you doing? I get it. Um, you also gotta remember the power of SoundCloud at that time. Yeah, that's why he blew up because I remember like this is like this is ages ago, ladies and gentlemen, when people cared cared to like read and you know people were going to FKB online still go. Uh, and I remember writing about him and I was just like, yo, like this guy has like legs. I think he's actually gonna you know do mm-hmm. something. It was just funny like this chubby white kid just in the desert rapping about being uh, White Iverson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I like it. You know, I'm not mad at him. And then I think he had cornrows too. Yeah, he had cornrows in the video. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely something that would make Robbie Digital raise his eyebrow. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I don't I did not expect him to become the artist that he is now. Like, yeah, no. as big as an artist that he is now. He's so. Well, I'll get to this later. So, like, I just wanna I'll dive into the album before we even go any further. Um, so the album kicks off with Paranoid. It's an 18-track album. Um, it so, kicks off with Paranoid. What was you going to say? Six of the songs charted on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. He broke like he broke Spotify streaming records. Yeah. Um, also, like he was nominated. Like he was at every award show he performed. Like his label really backed him on mm-hmm. this on this project, and 
it let let you know that like he's definitely like a powerful songwriter. He's he's been tapped by Kanye multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he definitely made fade what it was, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um He's really good with melodies. Yeah. Like his voice isn't the best, but he's good. He's really yeah. good with melodies. If Post Malone, all right, and I know you gotta start out. If Post Malone, I hate doing this, but if Post Malone came out in the eighties or the nineties, he would have just been like a really great like music um writer. And probably even like an executive, he probably would have got got a label and like you know like how Ellie Reed and Babyface got the face and they were able to like craft their artists. Mm-hmm. I think Post Malone would have gotten that. Like I'll I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due. Like I think that he can't sing. I don't think that um, I don't I don't I think that his lyrics kind of fall flat because he sings like, like a goat. Yeah, yeah, he sounds he, like a goat. He yodels a little mm-hmm. bit, but I think that he definitely would have been writing hits for a couple artists. And I, I think see that. that and I think that now the way that music has gone, any kind of not anyone could be an artist, but it's not as hard to break into the industry. Because think about how many great songwriters we know about, like Brian Michael Cox, um, what's what's uh, Sean Garrett, mm-hmm. like you know, like these guys, um, like can write a song for anybody, but for themselves, they have like minor success. Yeah. But yeah, then you yeah. have somebody like Post Malone, who I think he could probably be giving like artists like. Imagine what he could be given, like like pop stars right now. Imagine if he like uh, had to write for BTS. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I, I think. I mean, Post Malone is not. I I wouldn't champion him to like that level of a writer. Like, but this was my first like time that I really dove into his album. Um, Stony Stony caught my attention because you know he had the. Um, obviously White Iverson, and then he had to collab with Justin Bieber. That was really good, but didn't take off for some reason. Um, but this was the first time that I like really listened to this nigga because a lot of people like him. And to me, he's always been like an algorithm cheat code. I don't know what it is with him. Um, I'm never looking for his music, but his music always finds me, and I hate that. Um, but we'll get into the album itself. Album kicks off with Paranoid. Paranoid is produced by Bluey Sport, Louis Bell, and uh, Cashio. What do we think? He starts it off with the "Oh, I hate." Like this is his second album. He's already tired of his fame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's common, right? Like we've seen that with not for a white man. Eminem. I mean, white, but he's like, he's like, he's like dirty, like dirty, like white trash, like like yeah. Metro City, yeah, white guy. Yeah. Post Malone's from the South. Yeah. I, don't, I feel like I feel like even even like trailer park white people like I feel like they don't they don't suffer as much. But it looks I mean but uh, fame and all of that shit looks different to different people. So like I think for Post, he didn't imagine getting to this level where he was at. And I think you know the paranoia story is one we hear about in hip hop and just in music a lot. When these people attain the success, and I've talked about this a million times, they get to this level that they just didn't imagine. Um, it becomes overwhelming. They get like guns and shit and just start like, you know, T.I. went through it when he had all the yeah. guns and it, it's common. So I get it. It's just not a new story to tell. Yeah. I kind of goes through it. I kind of wish it was a way to like go on some like, uh, what, damn, what's the name of that? The, the movie with Scrooge? Uh, the, uh, the night, no, not the nightmare before Christmas. Forgot. But you, you guys know the story, the story with the guy Scrooge, Mick, 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 Mick whatever. Where a Christmas story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Ghost of Christmas Past. It's not ghost. It, no, that's what happens in it. But it's not the Ghost of Christmas Past. It's not the name of the movie. 
whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. I wish that we could show certain artists who complain about their fame what it'd be like if they didn't hit and them flipping burgers at Burger King mm-hmm. or them having like regular nine to five so then they can appreciate it and just understand. And just shut the fuck up. Yeah, just shut the fuck and up. And just appreciate that they work for this and this yeah. is what they have. Yeah. And they can't have both sides. Yep. I get it. For sure. I wish I could show them that. <laughs> and then they would be like, well, my mansion. Sorry, man. Yeah. You know, you didn't want fame and everything like you that. So nobody this. bought your records. You was being a little bitch. Yeah. Complaining about it. So yeah. we taking it. Yeah, Big Sean. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> but we talking about this white man right now. Um, so <laughs> the album continues to flow with... <laughs> Uh, the album continues with uh, Spoil My Night. Spoil My Night features Sway Lee, who he happens to usually make magic with. Um, one thing I'll say about this album, the placement of these tracks is really good because he is very like highs and lows and lows and highs in the placement of it. So like we get to, you know, talks about the paranoia, but then on the second track, he's talking about reaping the benefits of his fame, like with all the women that's around and, you know, Sway Lee is there for that. And Sway Lee is another like really good person with melodies so this one just works out i was listening to this and i was hearing sway lee's falsetto and i was like damn the dream would have bodied this yeah the dream the dream is not that good of a singer to me but he has that he's falsetto. a great rapper though <laughs> what i mean not rapper, not rapper writer writer is what i meant <laughs> oh he's a i was about to say what universe are we in yeah no, uh, he's a great writer i just th- i listened to it and i'm like i get the hype with sway lee and red you're not you're not going to escape this from life too episode that that i want no 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 i i'm down you know i love ray schremer all right nah but i got i got words but um yeah i just feel that like sway lee like he kind of was like a darling for like uh writing hits for a little while yeah yeah and i think i think he was a little bit overhyped and um i think the proof is in the pudding because like now like he just he's just out here and um he just he just doing shit like he just he just he, he'll get in the news for something doing a funny walk or arguing with a girl or something like that. Yeah, that's his bag right yeah, now. Yeah, that's his bag right now, right? But I, I definitely listened to this and I was like, hmm, the dream would have been all right. Um, I I also never I'm never mad at a song that has something to do with uh, like surrounded by drinks. I don't know why songs mm-hmm. songs surrounded by drinks just always do well. You know, um, blame it on alcohol, buy you a drink. Like usually songs like that, they kind of like go well. Not, not I'm not alcoholic because I'm not even talking about me enjoying the drinking, but typically songs surrounding birthdays or drinking usually go well. Yeah. Um, yeah, buy you a drink. Uh, what's the Miguel one? That one didn't age really well. Really? People, you don't think so? People, how yeah, many drinks? How many drinks will nah, it take how many to drink- leave with me? It's kind of... I ain't going to... Damn, Reg. I didn't yeah. even think about it like that. It's kind of, you know. Um, but it was good. Kendrick <laughs> verse, you know. That was a good time. Uh, so, the album continues with Rich and Sad, right? <laughs> Rich and Sad. Um, so, this kind of speaks to, like I said, like it starts with a low, then a high, then we're back to a low. So, like, um, you know, he on a breakup path, talking about, I think when he was really transparent when he first came out about being with this girl, and I think, which was weird, I remember he did a Breakfast Club interview with his girlfriend next to him. And I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, he got Kevin Gates vibes with the uh, toxic, toxic, toxicity, and him being a little bit clingy. He's like stage five clinger. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he talks about his girl and he loves her, whatever. And like this album, pretty much, 
you see the highs and lows of that, of them breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, him fucking with the hoes, because that's what the fame brings, and that's what this is. Like, he's, you know, I liked it. It's cool. What you think about it? I feel like uh, whatever he had to say about hip-hop is absolutely what he tried to deliver in this song, because this shit is lifeless. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the writing, mostly, but I think... I do like the transparency too of him just talking about where he is mm-hmm. after all this fame and shit after one album. Stony did Stony even do that good? Like Stony did okay. Yeah. Um but this uh, this album was like the one. And yeah. I just I don't understand how whatever his team did. I'm not saying like they cheated, but whatever his team did to position this project to stream the way that it did. I guess like, you know, like those those Eminem fans kids we're mm-hmm. like, huh, we got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This album this album really took off in a different way. And that's why I called him an algorithm cheat code, because he was everywhere. And um we'll talk about the track specifically that led me to that when we get to it. Mm-hmm. But um and I I know you probably already know which one I'm talking about. But we'll go into Zach and Codeine. Again, the sequences sequencing of this album is great. Um it's just it's not my favorite song but i get it i get the placement of it what you think there's no order he used no auto tune on this track he uses his real voice was pretty interesting to me um listening to it i was just like okay he definitely should be a songwriter mm-hmm. we're just a new a new age time right now i know i sound like an old man like waving my fist at the air but i'm hearing some of his songs and i'm just like damn like He's getting this shit off, and he could have definitely gave this song to somebody else who could sing. Like, th- I just think about like all the rock bands that he could have gave music to, yeah, and that it would pop. Well, who do you think would have made this work in the rock band? In a rock band, um, you kind of put me on the spot there, Reg. I have to get back to you, okay? Because I don't, I'm not. I I can tell you rock bands that I listened to that were popping at one point in time, but like, I don't think that a lot of rock bands are doing that well, right? Well, are as prominent right now. And rock music isn't as 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 big as it used to be, so I don't know mm-hmm. any new rock bands. I don't think uh like obviously like let's let's take all right, I'll give you one. Um let's say if he gave this on the Blink one eighty two, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Blink one eighty two would have took the song and did something with it. Obviously Travis Barker's drums in the background. Yeah. The lead vocalist, you know, singing the song probably would have went off pretty well. Has I, he I, has post work with Tra- Travis? With Travis, they perform together. I don't know if they. Yeah, yeah, I, maybe yeah. like we had to look at the production credits, but I I know that he's performed live with Travis Barker. Okay, backing him on the drums. Yeah, because I feel like they would make something really cool together. Yeah, I love um, that Travis Barker is like the de facto like uh white boy drummer for hip hop. Yeah, he is, and it's like, him and Questlove. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. It is him and Questlove. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, fuck Tommy Lee. Um. Oh, Tommy Lee is on this album, but uh, take <laughs> taking shots. It's the next song. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Taking right? shots. Yeah. Taking shots. Um, this guy, he's just, this guy is just spiraling this whole album, man. And, and like, he's spiraling over really good beats. He's like future for, for white people. Yeah, he is. He is like future for white people. And this is the first song where, like, it, he kind of, where I was like, okay, I see where we going here. And it kind of, like, started revving up. And I'm enjoying it. And mm-hmm. um, I felt like this one probably could have been like the seventh single off the album. If he like if the, if they if really he took it that far. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like streaming dictates those things, but I think that, that he started moving on to like other projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um but yeah, he's just it's crazy that like the shit that radio consumes and it's especially lyrically, 
Because listening to some shit like this, it should not be over a trap beat like this. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking sad. <laughs> and he's just taking shots because he's fucking sad and he misses his girl. It's it's a it's a wild concept. And it was but, his um, fault too, jealous ass. Yeah, it is his fault. And he and he admits to that the whole album. Yeah. Um Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar doing? features 21 Savage. It was the leading single for this album. Um, I never liked this song. Really? Even though I love 21. So I was happy about the look for 21. Very happy about the look for 21, but I never liked this song because I felt like it was just forced on me, bro. This song was everywhere. It was like I love I love this song. I I don't get tired of it, bro. I love the video concept. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty one comes on it, floating like a serial murderer killer that he is from the UK. Um, it just <laughs> he just did his thing. Yeah, now nah, Twenty one sounds good on it, and I was happy for Twenty one because the song was everywhere. But and then this was the song that manipulated YouTube, wasn't it? You remember that? Yes, I do. So um, the song somehow. Uh, Post label uploaded it and it was like on a loop. Mm-hmm. So it was like getting all these views and all these listens, but they had it like on a loop. Like it was, it was weird. Like it was like the first song that we heard of doing that. And I think a lot of labels and different artists do that now. But this is the first one that everybody was like, "Yo, how the fuck is he getting all these plays and listens so fast?" And then before we knew it, it was number one. Yep. And this and this was the first number one of the of this album. Yeah. I just think that I think that he figured out a cheat code and it had everyone livid. I felt like mm-hmm. all of like Nicki Minaj was livid, Chris Brown was livid, The Weeknd was livid. All of, because these artists are artists who like thoroughly depend on stuff like that. Yeah. And with with this song just taking off like that, I felt like Justin Bieber was like, "Nah, I'm gonna become friends with this dude because I need to figure this out the cheat going code." Places mm-hmm. like let me know, teach me the algorithm, my yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Rockstar, of course, is followed by Over Now, another painful, dreadful song about not dreadful in sound, like it's good, but <laughs> in emotion, you know. Um, he's now using his money as the leverage of like you know losing his woman, and um, now he's like, yo, fuck it. Well, at least I got my money to cope with, which is like a really dark place to probably be in. Nah. This man is one of the most pettiest ex-boyfriends ever. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got to tell you guys a quick story. Um, so my homegirl dated this white guy, and they had, like, a nasty breakup. And at first, like, he took it well, but then, like, he tried to get back with her, and she, like, was like, no, I don't want to. So then he just started doing, like, all these mean, cruel things, like, just, like, talking shit about her, um, calling her, and, like, he went, she went to voicemail, so, like, he left the recording of him having sex with another girl. <laughs> Saying and Jesus. then like in in the voicemail he's like oh you're so much better than my ex shit like that what so then um recently in her IG stories she was like my ex uh, found figured out how to contact me and said I hope that you that you're doing miserably and I want you to die slow <laughs> and I just feel like that's the kind of ex that Post Malone is but then like he he cry and call and be like disregard what I just said I yeah, love you yeah yeah that's what he does like he that's like insane. he's been trying to get back on for a year. Oh um, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, Post Malone does strike me as that type. That's insane. Yeah, um, I feel like that's what Alec Baldwin was like in his twenties. <laughs> that's why Kim basically got the fuck out of there. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So over now is followed by Psycho, which was another really big that's, single. That's a, that's the second number one that he had. Yeah, and it features Todd Dolla Sign, the you know mm-hmm. the, the he's real. known as the 
what's the what's the word? He, the is it Paisley? Yes. Parsley? No, I thought it was Paisley. Parsley. Yeah. Parsley? Yeah, he's okay. Parsley. He's the Parsley of, of hip-hop. You just sprinkle him on. Everybody loves him. He doesn't yeah, get man. the love that he deserves. Ty Dolla Sign is what Sway Lee thinks he is. Hmm. Okay, I can agree with that. Only because Ty Dolla Sign plays multiple instruments and he's super talented. Yo, man. Kanye working on an album ever since ever since the life of Pablo, Ty Dolla Sign has been in, in, in one of those sessions with yeah. Kanye. Todd Dallasan as a solo artist, and I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but like as a solo artist, he's great. I just think he needs the support from the rest of the industry. Like when his album came out, I feel like all them niggas he worked with should have posted his shit. He should have went on like a Meek Mill tirade on the the timeline. It is weird because I feel like, um, and maybe it's because like Todd Dallasan is more of a hood dude, but like I feel like him and Anderson Pop, like obviously. Then, no, I'll be honest with you. There is no difference. I just think that Anderson just just leans into a different spectrum of the genre. Yeah. Than Ty Dolla Sign, but like they both very talented. They can play yeah. multiple um, instruments, like, and they both hitmen. But I just mm-hmm. think that you know, Anderson just leans more into like solo records where like Ty is always helping someone else out. Yeah, he's always helping somebody. He get. I mean, shit. He ain't suffering though. He getting these checks. He's probably still getting a check from this song. Yeah. Um, chorus is catchy. Todd Dollar Sign does his thing on it. Really big song. This was a song that I liked. Yeah. This does sound like some Spider Man shit, like how <laughs> Rob said earlier. This song specifically sound like some multi in, um uh into the multiverse shit. Jesus. Um, but better now is what follows it. This was a good song too. Yes. Really toxic, but it was good. Really good chorus. It's good, but I, 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 I'm not on the same uh, bandwagon as Rich. I want to know what his process is when he's picking these songs, because I feel like if he picked, if he picked six six songs to take off this album, maybe this album, maybe this album is bearable. Okay. Oh, so this is unbearable for you. I guess that's the other word to it, right? Damn. That's interesting. It's just I hard to get thought, through, bro. I never thought I would be on this end of like enjoying uh, halfway at least enjoying uh, a Post Malone album. I've been so anti Post Malone for the past five years. So when I listened to this album, when he said we should do this album, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna listen to it. Maybe I'll like it." I always beat you to the punch. And then, and then you know, and we here. I and I enjoy a good bulk of these. Uh, Ball for me is the next song. Mm. Nikki Slade on this track, ladies and gentlemen. Nice of you to say that. She did. You know, as a as a uh, as a barb myself, uh, it's like <laughs> cool, cool. Um, it's nice. It's nice to nice to have some camaraderie, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, Nikki did. Nikki did kill this, as she does with with most of her features, right? Um, this song is like audio retail therapy like this nigga has been going through everything in the book in his mind (laughs) Mm -hmm. with like breakups and women and everything like that so like hearing him to this point of getting here like yo fuck it like i'm about to go spend some money you know just to get out of this rut in my mind, you know, it's cool. Wow, he bought all the cowboy boots. Right? He bought like, yo, he what buy, you what you want? Trailers, bro? yeah. Yeah, I hear just 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 going off by mm-hmm. snakeskin belts, all that shit. Yeah. Um, this is yeah, this is cool. This is this is a good song. Um it's followed by other side. 
We back to that sad shit again. Can we get him? Like, can we get his girlfriend back? <laughs> yeah, that's what I really, like. That's really what I wrote. I said, back. "Damn, can we get this man's girlfriend back?" Now he's in this area in his head of like, "Yo, I got all this money, but it's not enough comfort." Even though, like, on track, uh, what track was it? I think it was over now. Yeah, track seven. Track seven. He was like, "Yo, I got this money. I ain't got you, but fuck it." But now he's like, "Yo, nah, I got the money, and it's not enough." And I still need you, and I feel empty. Which is, you know, I ain't getting money like that, but I can imagine. I bet you he also, I bet you he ended it like, you fucking bitch, I'll kill you if I right? see you with somebody This else. is just, yeah. <laughs> imagine him going through all these emotions on her voicemail of all of these, all of these tracks. He's just talking on her voicemail. Was, it, was she black? Didn't. No. Oh, she wasn't? She's okay. a white woman. Okay, so that's why he wasn't Which talking is crazy. crazy. Now, that's, that's why he wasn't talking crazy, because she's not black. <laughs> White oh, yeah. men, white men, white oh men love God. talking crazy to, to our black queens. I wonder okay. what Robert De Niro did during his divorce. I wonder what Jarvis Kelsey said to his girl when he broke up with her. Oh yeah, didn't it? I saw some report about um, that he only in the, in the time he only gave a hundred dollars. That's 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 some bullshit. I, I, yeah, I find that really hard to believe. Yeah, people people just be writing shit in the shade room font, and everybody believe it. Yeah, it's a crazy world we in. Shout out to Q. He he be reading stuff now. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about he's <laughs> <laughs> alright that's all um, so yeah that was the other side so stay very beautifully written um, <laughs> obviously he's making the same please what you got this is his Ed Sheeran um, impersonation mm-hmm. yeah man but Ed Sheeran does it better yeah Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran's another one that's I like an algorithm love- cheat you know? Ed Sheeran, I am such a huge fan of Ed Sheeran, and it's not even for his music. He gets six new tattoos with every album. Yo, Ed Sheeran, I want to do an Ed Sheeran album, actually. I would love to. I just love the fact that, like, he's white, he knows his place, but he lets us know that he likes us and our music, and he respects it. He knows all the words of all our songs and shit. Like, he just knows his place. He's from yeah. overseas. A lot of people from overseas love American music, and, like, he just comes over here and just does the right thing. I appreciate it. Every time I like these white artists, I like them from a distance of like... Because you're afraid they're going to drop an end bomb Yeah, I'm afraid, now. you know, it's going to be like, yo, this you? And it'd be a tweet from 2014 that I'm saying some nah, man, not crazy Ed Sheeran, shit. Man. Not Ed, not Ed. Ed Sheeran, I, I mean, he's in the clear for now, but you know, you never know. You never know. So I don't like him too much. Oh, um, so that's followed by Blame It On Me. <laughs> Another heartbreak bop. Yeah. This is like the cause and effect of living like a rock star, like he's been talking about. Um, yeah, rock and roll dudes are very emotional men, mm-hmm. and I, I I realized that by reading the Motley Crue book. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this is like in that bag, like yo, yeah, just you know, it's my fault, whatever. Taking, you know, I was this rock star, I fucked up, fucked all these women, but yo, take me back. Mm-hmm. It's really the white future, right? And you know what? I'm I'm gonna say this, right? Like. Obviously, me being a Pusha T fan, I'm no one to say, oh, man, he keeps making the same song over and over again. Like, It's not that. It's just that Post Malone, his voice isn't very nice to hear. No, it's not. So when you're hearing some of this shit, you're just like, all right. I'm not saying that I don't need it. I'm saying I don't need the amount of something. Like, I feel like he could have just made two songs like that, saying Take Me Back, opposing mm-hmm. him just going all these different emotions. But I do um, appreciate Reg's take on the album as he's going through the different stages of sadness. Yeah. 
what Reg is doing and how he understands it and is breaking it down is actually kind of brilliant. And I hope you guys see what he's doing. This is this is why Reg makes the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so the album is followed by some bitches. Let's get out of this sadness and do a do a song called Some Bitches. Or no, same bitches. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> same bitches. Um, this is like a, the diet version of, you know, mm-hmm. uh uh I see the same hoes. Uh, I love this song, and mm-hmm. I also realized that I need a YG and G Easy project together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I don't really need G Easy around, honestly. I don't really care for G Easy. Um, I have I have a lot of the the Bay Area artists that I really fuck with, and G Easy doesn't like fall in that fold because he doesn't give me something to compliment that. So I don't need that name. Um, but this song is cool. This song is like a. It's just another version of what we have in the album earlier i think this album really the one thing this album suffers from is being too long Mm -hmm. um if we had maybe like 12 tracks it'd be perfect because you could divide six and six Mm -hmm. um and you know the emotions with like the party records to get over the emotions um but it's okay and then it's followed by jonestown interlude so this is a very interesting interlude um and some a really white thing for him to do um what did you think about this? I didn't know what to make of that shit. Yeah. I was just like, all right, uh, post. Um, so I skipped that shit. Like I, I listened to it, but I, I didn't write nothing down. But I was just like, all right, cool. So when I did some digging on this interlude, because I tried to do like some research on it, and like, yo, why the fuck did he do this? Um, according to Genius.com, Jonestown references the infamous Jonestown cult massacre. Jonestown was located in Guyana, the residence of the People's Temple, an American cult led by and named after Reverend Jim Jones. Historians debate whether the massacre was an act of mass murder or mass suicide. So I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> you have you have the sequencing of this album that falls into your emotions and you revealing so much of yourself and trying to balance fame and where you were and how you are now. And how does this fit into that? Because whenever white people don't get what they want, and they actually want to begin, they want to lead a cult, and they want a bunch of people to kill themselves in their mm-hmm. honor because they don't want to die alone. Yeah, exactly. So it all comes back to him being white, mm-hmm. a white tattooed man with with not enough cares in the world. Yeah, that's um, going bald. That's going bald and has all these tattoos and loves butt light. Yeah, and bare and is barefoot all the time. Yep. Um. So. We get back on track. We get uh, 92 Explorer. This guy, like, basically singing. Have you ever seen his Explorer? He has a 1992 Explorer that he pimped out, mm-hmm. like, without exhibit. Nice. Yeah. It's um interesting that he will pick this car to pimp out. But anyway, he just uses this song as his love ode to that car. Um, it's okay, I guess. Um Listening to this, I, I don't know why I got like reminisce of the weekend, um, especially in, and particularly the girl, the song "Tell Your Friends," mm-hmm. and it feels like the rapping that he Love does that in the song. song. You mean to the rapping that he does in the song, reminiscent <laughs> of to, uh, the weekend's rapping on "Tell Your Friends," mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. I'm not mad at the song at all. I actually, I actually happen to like this song. Mm-hmm. I just hate that it's so late in the album. Yeah, it should have been. You know, this is a fun song. It yeah. should have been earlier in the album, um, but. I digress. Yeah. It's followed by Candy Paint, which is another old to, to his to his explorer and to his cars in general. Mm-hmm. Um what you think? He's from he's from the South. People mm-hmm. forget that. He's from Texas. So like that's still like a very part of his 
of something that he's seen on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that um, this also sounds like it could have been on his first album. This yeah, sounds like yeah, yeah, reminiscent yeah. of like White Iverson yeah. era Post Malone. And I was cool with that too. Like I'm not mad at it. I just hate that these two songs that I actually really was feeling and was so late in the in the album. Yeah, I agree. This is a more fun song. And then we kinda ended off, well, we do end it off with Sugar Wraith. Finally. Sugar Wraith is another old to his right to his cars. Um, three songs in a row that are that are old to his whips. And he's kinda that's where he's pouring his love into. He went into this whole album of, you know. Love and love and please take me back. And at least I got this money. Love, love, love. Yo, I love you. Yo, fuck you. I'm living this life. And fuck it. I got, I got my, my cars. cars. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's how the that's how the album ends off. It's very it's a little disappointing that it ends off like that, where it's just like, all right, whatever, I got my whips. But at the same time, he built up this, you know, this message heavy album from his standpoint to end it off like this and it's like whatever that's I guess that's where he is. Yeah. Um what do you what's your overall rating of this album? I give it a three out of five. Three out of five waffles. Post knows how to make radio hits. He knows how to manipulate the streaming mm-hmm. of albums and like make sure that he gets placement. Now um with the way that streaming is, especially if you want to if 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 Spotify is your main playground that you want to manipulate in YouTube he has the songs. He has the singles that he knows is gonna gonna get get off, mm-hmm. right, and get all the streams. And he did that. And I think that like that's like he accomplished like what his label wanted him to do most, and what his fans are embracing from him. So I don't have a complaint about the album in that aspect. It's just that like it's too much. Maybe he, maybe he should have just made a twelve track album like you said and did mm-hmm. six for six. I think that it probably would have been more digestible and actually more impactful than what he delivered and. I mean, hey, we got what we got, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get this album a two and a half. Uh so two and a half, not necessarily bad. Uh it's just sure that good. yeah, it's not great either. Um, it's just that for what he's talking about, like I said, um, I do think that it would be a lot better if those twelve tracks. Um, and also if I don't I don't know. I just think I just think he hit a crossroads in this album where he kind of ran out of different ways to talk about the same thing. Um, and that's where it suffers at. Because it's like, all right, I get it. Like, you really are in this painful state in your head, like mentally, and you've got a lot of shit that you're working out. And then also, these reflections can be from past relationships, right? It doesn't have to be current. But um, it's not something that I would enjoy listening to over and over, especially you know if I'm not in this frame of mind. And then, you know, these are just white problems. I can't yeah. listen to this shit all the time. Like, it's just, yeah. you know, I can listen to it because, like I said, I always say that um, I don't need to be in the frame of mind of the artist to enjoy it. Because I like to listen to albums for the experience and for the escape, right? And for the stories. Yeah, I don't so, want to like, hear about white pain, though. Yeah, I just don't want to hear about your white pain. Like, you're probably back with this girl already. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care, bro. Well, all we know, she was in the studio with him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that. Sing that shit, baby. With like a Biden. fucking yeah, with a fucking Colt forty five on it in her hand, and barefoot. So like I don't, I don't need this shit. Um, you know when his new album comes out, I'm a check for it because now I at least know somewhat of what the hype is around posts. But um, I don't. Yeah, that's my rating. 
Two and a half. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So uh, that's, I guess that's where we'll close it off at, right? Yep. All right. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. We out of here, y'all. Thank you. <laughs>